0: This is the Overdue Homework Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Overdue Homework Podcast. I'm here with Trav. I'm Drew. And I'm Trav. (laughs) And as always, we want to talk about 80s and 90s media, and we're going to continue to do that in this podcast. Uh, How are you today, Trav?
0: I'm pretty good, Drew. How about yourself?
1: Um, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm excited to talk about this episode uh, quite a bit. Same here. Um, Do have a couple of corrections. Um, Alicia Silverstone was in Clueless before this movie. I said that she came straight from the music videos into this movie. Just not true. And then also, I did make an offhanded comment last episode about Drew Barrymore not being in a whole bunch uh, before uh, uh, Batman Forever. That's just not the case, obviously. Um, (laughs) But what I meant was that leading up to Batman Forever, she hadn't had um, many hits, I guess.
0: She was an (laughs) (laughs) E.T.
1: She was an E.T. and Firestarter. uh, So a lot of other stuff also. Uh, Do you
0: want to give me your overall impressions of Batman and Robin, Trav? Mm, Yikes. So usually I feel like I have good things to say here, but not so much on this one. I feel like we're going to spend a lot of time kind of bashing it, so I won't bash it. But the few good things I can pull from it is, for whatever reason, I think Schumacher does a really good job at that intro. Like, the intro is awesome again. He freezes the bat symbol, and then he's got the names coming at you, and that suckers you in right away, I feel like. It's very 90s. It screams 90s to me. Very I mean, 90s. Watching it honestly makes me feel like I'm watching it when I'm a kid. I don't so <laughs> it's it's very 90s and I do while I don't like it as much as Burton's Gotham. I still like Schumacher's Gotham. So, definitely. Those, yeah. that's we'll say that. Yeah. And I don't have a lot to say about the acting in the movie. No. Um I guess my overall
1: all impressions of Batman and Robin is like you said, it's a very, like, 1990s, big-budget Hollywood film. Mm-hmm. It makes you think of all those types of movies from around that time uh, easily. It's just the, that formula that was formed at that time that was really popular and everybody liked to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do my best not to bash the film, but I'm definitely going to point out the stuff that's re- very silly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I guess there's one good acting performance for sure in this, and that's Michael Gaff. Yeah, yeah, uh, yes. he's he's killing it still. Yes. The one sequential character other than Commissioner Gordon, I believe.
1: So. Now that you bring that up, I was going to talk about this. I really enjoy all of the continuity between these two films. How it's this, they use the same set pieces. It's yep. the same uh, Wayne Manor. It's yeah. a lot of the same uh, side actors yep. that are back in the film again. Um, I like that continuity. It's good to Definitely. have that like really strong continuity. I guess we... Uh, grow to crave that now with all the cinematic universes that there are out there. I I really appreciated that out of this
0: a little familiarity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you want to hear some quick behind the scenes stuff about this? All right. So, um, at the direction of the studio, Batman and Robin was supposed to be way lighter, a way bigger family affair. And they even came up for a, came up with a word for it called toyetic. So, just, you know, basically to make it so you can market and sell toys. Okay. That's, that's what they wanted. So <laughs> they had such that was... a big budget.
0: They needed to sell some toys. Exactly. <laughs> it was the, they wanted
1: Batman and Robin to be a vehicle to sell toys. Um, another cool one was that Goodyear. Uh, they made special tires that when they drove, they left the imprint of the bat symbol. Um, that's that, pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Never uh, publicly available to buy, which I don't see why not, because yeah, everybody that? would buy them. Exactly. Uh, maybe they should bring it, bring them out. Maybe this yeah. podcast will spurn somebody to it'll, actually it'll produce save those them. Um, Mister F- Mister Freeze's suit consisted of over 500 handmade individual pieces, uh, which is pretty nuts to think about. Like, so take like disassemble and assemble to get him in that. I I didn't see that specifically, but that's pretty nuts. Yeah, that, holy cow! That's some attention to detail. Um, and then that frozen Gotham that you see uh at the la- the final in the climax of the movie that was nearly life size and they created frozen mannequins and stuff like that like that's a crazy attention to detail which yeah. shows the budget of the film again exactly um and the biggest one i guess uh Batman and Robin uh ruined the chance for Chris O'Donnell to have his any chance at having his own movie <laughs> so that's a
0: was it at least rumored that he was going to
1: maybe have one? I think so. Okay, yes. sure. Um, I guess with that stuff out of the way, we can just move on over to the homework assignment. Let's do it. Uh, so yeah, Batman and Robin, right? We'll go scene by scene. Scene by scene. So we already spoke about it a little bit, but in the opening credits, it was the same the same great music. The Frozen Bat logo, which was super duper cool, which lets you know that this movie was going to be about Mr. Freeze. Yeah. It's going to be about Freeze. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger even got first billing in the film. He's the first, yep, the first, first name, name you see. There. So, uh, Schwarzenegger says that it wasn't uh, a paycheck type of thing. Like he wasn't doing this movie just for a paycheck. But man, he had some crazy demands. It seems like to get first billing over Batman. Yeah, over Batman. What? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, interesting. Uh, this time the names are flying away from us actually. So it kind of flipped yep, it, yep. which is cool. You know, it's it's the same uh, font and same uh, same type of. Uh, CG work and then the the combined bat logos the well the bat logo and the robin and the logo robin. that was cool it was and pretty it cool it goes like chung when they yeah. go together you know so that's that's cool and like we talked about that that's some of the best parts of the Schumacher films <laughs> those opening sequences <laughs> yep. he knows how to open a film uh, and he definitely knows how to open a film because he went
0: straight for the dress up montage straight right? for the dress up <laughs> montage I wrote well the first thing I wrote down is double butts <laughs> double so butts. Got, double butts we got butt crotch butt crotch just so you guys see oh man that was a little much
1: it it was a little much and it's not the only one of the
0: movie either nope there's another one coming later we'll talk about
1: and i this is what i wrote in my notes the new batmobile sucks seriously (laughs) it's just horrible yeah it's not a good batmobile at all the the open design it just looks really goofy like it looks like Something out of like a, like a Mario Kart video
0: game or yeah, something like I that. Yeah, I thought it was bad last movie, but they amped it up. They did. Uh, then the first lines of the movie,
1: Robin says, I want a car. Chicks love the car. And then Batman says,
0: this is why Superman works alone. <laughs> it's just—it's oh. <laughs> their attempt to be as funny as the last movie's intro, but I think the last movie did it better with the—they definitely did it better. So Dick gets the bat cycle,
1: and then uh, we get the—we <laughs> get the first hint of Alfred's sickness, which we later find out is McGregor syndrome. Yep. And do you think that's McGregor syndrome because of the producer McGregor Scott, Peter McGregor Scott? that makes sense right because it's not a real thing yeah I googled it I'm like oh not a real disease yeah um, and we already said this once but everything about this movie looks 90s Hollywood like gigantic budget mm-hmm. which it had a gigantic budget 125 million dollars in 1997 which is an over 220 million dollar budget for a movie today <sighs> that's big by any standards yeah and thank you usinflationcalculator.com yeah thank you <laughs> We quickly, so just like in Forever, we're immediately into a heist scene. And this time it's uh, Freeze's Diamond Heist. Um, Freeze at this point is brand new and unknown to Gordon. He says that on the way over yep. in the Batmobile. Um, we see Freeze uh, freezing the museum guards and he immediately starts throwing puns. Yeah. immediately. The Iceman has come <laughs> There's There's uh, many, many more puns to come. Um, enter Batman raining glass down uh, like normal. So that's just what he does. Yep. Uh, thank goodness every building in Gotham has a skylight because it seems like they all do because that's the <laughs> yeah. only way Batman knows
0: how to make an entrance, yeah. apparently. Um, Batman and, is... Uh, go ahead, please. I I hate this scene so much. This is the first time you see Clooney as Batman. Well, no, sorry. You're, we already said the first line, but he comes in through this skylight and says, Hey, freeze." I'm Batman <laughs> in the most Clooney voice ever. I know, not trying to hide it at all. I just think of the new spoiler alert. I think of the newest Batman when he's first on there in the suit, and there's a bunch of thugs beating the crap out of the student. They're like, "Who the hell are you?" And he beats the crap out of them and says, "I'm vengeance." <laughs> Can you imagine if instead he says, "I'm Batman"? Nice to hey meet guys. you. Hey, hey guys, hey. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just so weak. Every time I kept rewatching this, I just hate that more and more that he jumps in and says, Hey, Freeze, I'm Batman.
1: Uh, we f- we quickly find that Batman is way into extreme extreme sports because he grinds that yeah. dino. Yeah. Like you he said, after me? he says, I'm Batman, um, he just grinds down that dino, dino and then uh, enter Robin. Did you see when he busts through that door that it's like a perfectly motorcycle? And human shaped. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't (laughs) pre-cut. And then Batman and Robin get to fight the hockey team henchmen. Which I have a lot of problems with this scene. So many problems. uh, Everyone has rollerblades on. But it's made to sound as if they're wearing ice skates. Yeah. And it's so obvious that they're wearing rollerblades, like why not just have them wearing rollerblades? Yeah. And just why skip does it the ice, have to be ice skates? Just skip the ice skates thing. I mean, it even goes as far as Batman and Robin both have blades coming out of the bottom of their shoes at one the bottom of their
0: boots. Like so it's it's supposed to be ice skates, like And why would they have those in their boots ready? Like they What? That's thinking ahead, I guess. Thinking ahead, yeah. Um <laughs> it was just super distracting, that whole super. thing.
1: And overall, like the this will be a recurring theme, I'm sure. The, the fights in this movie
0: just aren't that good. No, they're not that good. They're I not that good at last it movie on. was really good. Mm-hmm. It had been amped up from the first two, and now we regressed back
1: down. Big time. It looks super staged. It looks super
0: choreographed. It looks super, I, I hate, don't know. I hate that we have to pretend they're just super good at skating, even if we're going to push, fa- push past the fact that they have skates in their boots. They're somehow good at skating <laughs> yep. and using the hockey stick. He's <laughs> he's really that diamond around he's and then he does really this good. crazy one eighty flip. Oh, it's just too much. I wrote beyond unrealistic in the <laughs> beginning. I couldn't <laughs> ha- I couldn't handle it. I know it's a superhero movie and you're supposed to take it for what it is, but yikes.
1: Uh Batman and Robin, they do get the diamond back. For some reason, I started writing crystals. They never say crystal in the movie, correct? They only say diamond, right? I think they just
0: say diamond. Yeah, I don't know
1: why where I got crystal from, but uh, they get the diamond back, and Mr. F- or freeze, I'm just going to say freeze, because they freeze. say freeze in the movie, and yeah. Mr. Freeze just seems kind of odd to me, because you'd think the more, like, I know that's how it is in the comic book, you'd think Dr. Freeze would be, like, yeah. the villain, and Mr. Freeze would be the non-villain, <laughs> yeah. but I digress. Um, freeze ex- escapes by claiming that an ice age killed the dinosaurs, which is just patently false. Yeah, <laughs> yep. it was a meteor. Obviously, everybody knows that. Uh, but he freezes the dinosaur. None e- either way, and it crumbles. Um, and it lets freeze reclaim the diamond. Um, but it's time for that rocket to blast off. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> just
1: scene after scene. Why does he have a rocket there at all? Like yeah. the. Literally to set Batman up. I... God, his plan on the rocket is to kill Batman by freezing him, and then the rocket will run out of fuel and then crash back into Gotham and explode and kill a bunch of people. Like, yeah. that's his plan. It seems like he's flying by the seat of his pants there. Like, he's like, oh, thank God I brought the rocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Either way, Freeze escapes. And I failed to mention that Dick Grayson is on the side of this. Uh, rocket with yep. magnetic <laughs> robin wing yep. things <laughs> yep. he's holding on he gets in there through the hole that the freeze makes and they escape after planting bombs uh on the rocket to explode it so it doesn't kill people in gotham yep by uh sky surfing down on the doors
0: um and are are those magnetized to their boots are we supposed to believe or i i guess it's
1: uh, so it it was 1997, and like the X Games were really really huge. And do you remember like sky surfing in the X Games? Where they I don't. Yeah, I they'd have X like a games, but... they'd have like a snowboard on their foot on their feet, and they'd be doing like twirls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. While they were skydiving,
0: so this was kind of capitalizing I, on that.
1: I would guess that's the only reason why I think. I mean. It does, for the time, the CG looks a lot better in this movie than it did in the last movie. So it looks okay. Yeah. And I was thinking on like the third watch through that if we saw this in a modern Marvel movie, it may not be so out of place. Yeah, definitely. But it is out of place in this movie because it goes from them like running around on the ground with weird wire work. I didn't even mention that. The wire work in this movie is just weird uh, to sky surfing out of a rocket like it's just such yeah. a huge juxtaposition like it just accelerates so much i don't know it just seemed kind of
0: odd yeah they're never that high unless he's in the battling or something right they, they're both prepared to yep just hop on surf out of here dude. yep they're ready to go um, cowabunga he says <laughs> he,
1: he does uh they end up getting the diamond back from freeze mid-air mid-air uh, They all end up landing safely. Freeze uses the recoil of his ice gun (laughs) to slow himself down. That's, he's, I guess.
0: Yeah, he's freezing the furnace. He's freezing
1: the furnace. Uh, they use their grappling hooks. I didn't keep track of the grappling hooks, but we're way back true to form
0: with grappling oh, hooks yeah. in this movie. We definitely amped up the grappling hooks for uh, this one.
1: And I miss them, honestly. Yeah. I appreciate the grappling hooks. Now, you, I'll yeah. never
0: complain about them again. And now you see the specific Robin hook and the yes. specific Batman hook. Yes. And eventually the other one. Yes.
1: Um, and because Robin is foolhardy and, you know, he just goes flying through that door and obviously freeze just shoots him with the freeze gun and freezes him immediately. <laughs> um, but this is where that 11 minute deadline is introduced. So we find out you got 11 minutes before you die, I guess, after you get frozen, yep. uh, freeze escapes, um, Batman gets a little sauna going for, uh, Robin thaws him out and says, did we get him? No, we did not get him. <laughs> So after the first 15 minutes of the film, we know we're in store for something completely, completely different from the other three films. Um, Even from uh, Batman Forever, it's way different. It's very silly. Mm -hmm. Lots of wire work that looks very off to me. And it does throughout the whole movie. Um, I thought of this movie as being short on substance and long on production. Definitely. Like they decided to throw money at the movie instead of developing a script.
0: Right. There's not much going on. No. For either villains, ultimate plan is like so simple. It is. It
1: is very simple. Uh, It's just, it's an interesting money grab. uh, It's an interesting take on Batman definitely way more comic booky than anything else. Way more comic booky. Way more of a tongue-in-cheek nod to Adam West in the then, 60s. So That's what I was ben. just going to ask. It's,
0: it's got to be more of a nod to that. Well, I mean, there's
1: like slipping sound effects and like boings and stuff yeah. in the fight scenes. That, yep. uh, it's just very weird. Whoop, 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 whoop! <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is a Batman movie. <clears throat> so then we find ourselves in the jungle and Isley's doing work. Pamela Isley is doing work to combine animals and plants. So that plants can defend themselves against humans, presumably, right? Yep. Uh, you see that poor snake strapped up to. I mean, obviously, it's a fake snake, but man, that does not. That was like, oh, poor snakey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she hears screaming, uh, coming from her cohort's Woodrow, Doctor Woodrow's lab, and she's talking on that uh, uh recording device, saying that she's hears the screaming all the time, and she has no idea what's going on. So. She just walks over
0: there and goes in there. Yeah, like, just opens the door. There's no lock. It just says, "What danger? Don't enter." Oh, something right. ridiculous. So,
1: what was preventing her from going in there any other time and, besides right now? Right?
0: Did she get? She's just close enough to getting the venom to do what she wants, and now she's interested. I I, <laughs> I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, we see that Woodrow is creating super soldiers with venom, and he's gonna auction them off to the access of evil is what it looks like. Like every stereotypical, uh, non American ally, uh, stereotype. I said stereotypical and stereotype in the same sentence, but I'm going to go with it. It works. It works. Um, Specifically, we see them creating Bane. And do you know much about
0: Bane besides in this movie and besides in the Nolan Batman? No. I mean, I know that I'm guessing this one is a lot more comic accurate than the, old, or than the Tom Hardy one.
1: Um, a lot further away from what the comic really, book was, really. interestingly enough. Uh, so uh, to start off, though, the actor that played Bane in this movie, his name was Robert Swenson. He was called Jeep, and he was a, uh, a professional wrestler. Okay. And he he died weeks after the movie was released. For real? For oh, real. Wow. He was really big into steroids. He had a massive heart attack and died. Jeez. So that's really unfortunate. That is. Uh, he, at least he got to see the release. So I mean, that's kind of cool. But man, forty. He died at forty. Which yeah.
0: man, that's that's sad. But uh, what that, I will say is, I thought this is who Arnold should have been playing. Like, why is Arnold Mister Freeze? You that's, know, that's a
1: good. <laughs> I, I would say the only reason Arnold is Mister Freeze is because it's the bigger part.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, for sure. But it just seems so weirdly casted. All of Arnold's best parts of the movie is with no dialogue. Correct. Like he's okay as Mister Freeze as long as he's not punning it up or correct talking in general. That's always been Arnold's like yeah weakness though. Definitely, but yeah, I suppose Bane's lines are very minimal in this movie. Very so. minimal.
1: So in the comic book, Bane is a super genius. And he is amped up by this Venom still, so he's super genius, super strong, and he is famous in the uh, uh, Batman lore for Breaking Batman's Back in right. 1993's comic series something, night something or other. I remember it being a big deal like when I was a kid in 93, so I was like nine. Mm-hmm. I remember it being a big deal, people talking about it and stuff like that, but... I just doing some a little bit of reading, like the fact that Bane in the comics is a super genius, super strong, and then in the movie he's just like a hyped up goon, you know? Right. So yeah. Could have done someone
0: else put the venom in, but what in this? Presumably, he maybe came up with the venom.
1: I to... think I think that's what happens. Yeah.
0: Is, is he does it to himself? But either way,
1: Venom or Venom, excuse me, Bane is a different. Character, a very useful character for uh, Poison Ivy in this yeah. movie. I mean, she wouldn't be able to accomplish anything without Bane. Um, let's see, where was I? Um, yep. Uh, so Woodrow uh discovers that Isley was watching her and chases her out of the lab uh, after he creates Bane. Um, and so he comes on to her. I guess that was his solution.
0: Yep. yep. Uh,
1: He's. Sp- she spurns his advances and he even says in the movie that he's not good at rejection. So I don't know if uh, like Schumacher is that aware of that theme in all of these movies right. or if it was just a coincidence. There's a couple of instances in this movie where I'm like, eh, it seems pretty aware of the campiness overall of this whole series. Yeah. Um, so he kills her. You so know, he, kills he, her. he kills her. Um, quickly we're back at the bat cave and we get to see, uh, freezes backstory. And that's when we learn about McGregor syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also learn about the fact that he has to be cold all the time. So his main weakness, um, Alfred's really struggling in this scene. He's uh, having a hard time with his, uh, illness it seems. And then, uh, Batman and Robin, they hatch a plan to use the Wayne diamonds to lure and trap, uh, Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, And then we get to see even more, uh, Alfred sickness foreshadowing in this movie. They're really in the beginning of this movie saying something wrong with Alfred. Yep. Um, we're right back at the jungle. Now Uh, we get to see poison Ivy now enter into the movie. She comes up from the ground to which she was committed to. Um, she seduces Woodrow immediately. And, uh, Kisses him and kills him. So we get to find out there, oh, she's got deadly poison lips. Yep.
0: So that's good to know. She says something about chlorophyll right away, and obviously your mind goes to what my mind goes to when you hear chlorophyll. Chlorophyll, more like borophyll. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that right away. I, could I did not think about that.
1: I did not, and I should have. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she, after that, she uh, busts up the place, burns it down, and then takes Bane. Pretty simple. Yep. Um, We get to see Freeze's hideout next, and there's a whole bunch of really weird singing in the beginning of this scene. That is such an out of
0: place scene. That's so weird. I
1: can hardly understand what Arnold is saying. Yep everybody that's supposed to be singing is just like nom, nom, nom. <laughs> yeah. they're not doing, anything. not doing anything it's just the weirdest thing ever i just was like ah, i don't understand why this is happening in yeah, this movie at all not they're like holding
0: frozen tv dinners uh, yeah it's very weird uh
1: we get to see that uh, uh
0: diamonds literally
1: fuel his his suit he puts them right. in that little hatch yep and opens it up closes it uh the production designer or set designer, whoever made this movie is really into mechanical irises. They're all over in this movie. There's a few of them. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, it looks cool, but I'm, they're really into that. So they must've like figured out how to make them. And they're like, I'm putting a ton of them in this movie. Right. Um, we find out that freeze wants to freeze the city uh, and that he only needs one more of the giant diamonds for his freezing engine. And after freezing the city, he'll hold it ransom so he can fund his research to save his wife who also has McGregor syndrome. Um, so if he's such a good scientist why so why turn evil right? Why not just like
0: be a really, really good scientist and figure out how to do this with real funding? and people would gladly fund you right' this is suppo- i mean it's big enough that his wife had it, and Alfred has it, so this <laughs> supposed McGregor thing every like plenty of people can have it right so why can't he be good? i I don't know either, so it must knows? have been
1: something with the fifty below. Liquid chemicals that made him crazy. Right. Yeah. That's. I I'm, guess that's true. That's what I'm going with, I guess, at least. And, uh, Vivica A. Fox is in this scene. That's who she's, that was. She's in this scene. And then we never see her again. Yep. I have no idea if she had more scenes that were cut, but I'm like, on the third watch through, I'm like, whatever happens to Vivica A. Fox? Yeah. Like, where did she go? Yeah. <laughs> she went somewhere. She w- went somewhere. Was not in the movie, though. She's frozen. Um right after this enter barbara uh she's all trying to get in the house and uh ringing the doorbell and dick ends up having to get to the door and alfred says oh i must have drifted off when he was probably having terrible chest pains or something like that you know Uh, and bruce is finally kind of onto the trail then that there's something not quite his first time in 30 years you know it's okay alfred um, immediately Dick is interested in Barbara. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Please tell me you're here for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Actually, I'm here for Alfred. Damn
0: uh. <laughs> Uncle. Uh.
1: So after a, a brief, uh, stroll through the Wayne gardens, um, Bruce invites Barbara to stay with them. Uh, Alfred is not happy about that. No, nope. Because he sees the way that Mr. Dick Grayson is looking at his, uh, his niece, <laughs> yeah. Barbara. Um, we soon see Alfred in his room looking for his brother, Wilfred. Alfred's brother's name is Wilfred. Interesting. Alfred's brother's name is Wilfred. <laughs> might, not, might not go with like Wadsworth or like Jeeves or like something completely something. different. I guess I what? guess families do that in real life. Um, at this point, we don't know why he's looking for his brother, really, but we do know why. But we don't know why. Right. Really, we don't know why. Um, we learn of uh, Barbara's mother, uh, Margaret or Peg. And then this is when uh, we kind of start seeing a different side of Barbara. She's trying to get Alfred to go to bed so she can take the motorcycle and go on a joy ride, which, you know, good for her. Yeah, good for her. <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. No, it was a surprise. Um, right after that, we're at uh, Gotham Observatory, and they're doing like the big... Uh, Uh, dedication they're doing the big dedication at this point no that's a little bit later they're not not doing the big dedication yet right they're just kind of doing like a press conference talking about it right um we find out that it's an uh, elaborate system of mirrored satellites that i feel like has zero basis in real science no i don't think that this would actually work i didn't do any research but (sighs) just my gut feeling says uh this doesn't work in real life Definitely. Um, Bruce is then confronted by Pamela Isley. She proposes an extreme plan to save the environment, but Bruce says no to killing millions of people to save the planet. He says people come first, right? Right. Um, She seems pretty okay with it, though. Uh, So I guess to convince her, he invites Pamela to meet Batman and Robin at the Gotham Botanical Gardens for a lady auction uh, slash charity slash trap for Mr. Freeze. Yep. (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh, we, we see freeze then learning about the, the lady auction and diamonds that are going to be there. Cause you know, he likes diamonds. He wants those diamonds.
0: Yep. Suckered him right in. Yep.
1: Uh, he froze, uh, what was the guy's name? Frosty? Is that what he's calling him? The, I think it was Frosty was the name of the henchman. Poor Frosty gets abused a couple of times in this movie. Yeah. It's always the same henchman. Um, he freezes him cause he doesn't like being interrupted during the movie. Um, we get to see, uh, the newspaper gimmick again in this movie. Cause yeah. that's how he learns about uh, the, the charity lady auction. <clears throat> so we then get to go to the botanical gardens where they're going to have the lady auction. Uh, it, immediately entering into the scene, I felt like the jungle motif and the way things were going is kind of questionable to have in a movie. Yeah. It seems of its time. And inappropriate for today's media. Yeah, definitely (laughs) inappropriate. And that's just my take on it, so take that for what you want. Um, After everybody's kind of milling about doing their thing, um, we get to see Poison Ivy uh, come into the scene with a weird uh, ape costume strip tease. (laughs) It's one of the most awkward, funny things I've seen in a movie a long time. Like um, On my first uh, watch through of this, I hadn't seen it in a number of years and when the when it's the scene starts happening I start remembering I'm like yeah, I remember always thinking this is really weird and then she takes off the gloves and I'm like oh it's poison ivy yeah.
0: this is very weird very weird got <laughs> to be some weird crazy henchman but no nope. <laughs>
1: nope, it was it was poison ivy uh, she uses her pheromones to uh, hypnotize everyone and then she puts herself into the auction after coming on to Batman and Robin uh, she wasn't subtle subtle about it either. Uh, no. I've got some wild oats to sow. Yeah. Um come join me. My garden needs tending. <laughs> so Batman and Robin they get into a a bidding war and it gets all the way up to 7 million dollars and uh Batman says uh p- he whips out his card and he goes never leave the cave without it and it says the the Batman Black Goth card so okay. I guess that's one of those other instances where they he might be Schumacher might be Poking fun at the uh, Batman nineteen eighty nine where they're making where they do the uh, American oh, Express yeah. commercials. So yeah, definitely. another instance of maybe a nod or him poking fun at Burton. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I like that. Yeah. Um, so Mister Freeze is then on the scene. Uh, Batman and Robin fight his goons again. Uh, again, the fight scene is very subpar. It looks very choreographed. The wire work is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dick Grayson as Robin. Comes flying across the room, you know. He does that weird, like twist landing. It's just, was yeah. it very odd. I was like, that just looked awkward and weird. I'm yeah. surprised you even went with that, uh, with that take. Um, Freeze is not affected by poison ivy's pheromones, and he ends up being able to steal the Wayne diamonds uh, from her, um, and Freeze escapes
0: again. So, doesn't work on cold blooded. Doesn't says work later. on cold
1: blooded. That's right. Um, we get another chase scene or the first, first real chase scene, I guess, of the movie. Um, it's super over the top. They're driving down that gigantic statues arm and, uh, Bruce doesn't want, uh, Robin to go jumping off the arm with his motorcycle.
0: So he disarms the engine, disarms
1: the engine and he almost slides off the end, not to his certain death. Cause I'm sure he's got a couple of grappling hooks on him, but, but still just let him make the jump. I guess, <laughs> yeah. uh, Batman goes flying over and freeze, uh, freezes the Batmobile. I got to ask, why does Batman eject at this point? Because the Batmobile lands right next to freeze. Yeah. He couldn't, he could have just easily just rode it out, I guess, but he ejects, he goes flying into the, the freeze mobile or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, captures Mr. Freeze. Uh, so we had that over the top uh, car chase. We're back at the Batcave now, and uh, Batman and Robin are fighting over Ivy because she has put a s- long-lasting spell over them. It seems yeah. it's obviously throughout the movie. Dick up into a point. Uh, Dick Grayson is really like under her powers, and I can never quite tell like what Bruce's angle is. It like he's actually into her. Is he understand what's going on? Is it a little bit of both? Yeah. Like it just, the way Clooney plays it is weird. It's very ambiguous to which way he's actually, I mean, maybe that's what he was going for, but it was just ambiguous to me. Um, They're fighting over her. And then we get to see Alfred making his CD to let his uh, brother know about all the Wayne slash Batman secrets. Um, And we see uh, Barbara gets busted by Dick for taking a motorcycle Uh, while she's returning it. Uh, And Dick's suspicion is definitely up now. He's like, what is going on here? Like, why are you bringing this? This is very weird. There's a lot more to you than I know about. Her
0: face is dirty. Like, clearly she wasn't just Mm strolling around the block with that Mm -hmm. thing. Um,
1: Now that uh, Freeze has been captured, we get to visit Arkham Asylum. And uh, this is where Jesse Ventura um, makes his appearance. Which is, you know, a year before his gubernatorial bid in Minnesota, which is interesting to think about that he went from being in Batman and Robin to the governor of a state in the United States of America yeah. within a year.
0: Yeah, kind of interesting. Is very crazy. I wasn't
1: old enough to vote for him in that election, but I guarantee you, if I would have been, I would have. Yeah, same. Because <laughs> he promised in Minnesota to legalize gambling, legalize like all this other stuff. Like he's yeah. just like, I'm going to legalize everything. and Give the
0: full-on wrestling uh, the, speech. F- he
1: would, like every time. I had a, a roommate uh, when I was in my 20s. He did a really good Ventura impression. Uh, Ventura's book was, I Ain't Got Time to Bleed. So I'm going to do my best. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> that's That was more Randy Savage, I guess, than... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's definitely Randy Savage. What's <laughs> <laughs> funny is Arnold also was then a governor of yeah, California. Yeah, he
1: was. That's two governors, former governors... Uh, one former pro wrestler, one former Mr. Universe. Yeah. That's just so interesting. The world is an interesting place yes, to say the least. Um, we find out in his cell that he's got to stay in the cold beam because if he doesn't, he's going to suffocate, I guess, because that's what it seemed like he was doing. It reminded me a lot of, uh, a lot of the, it reminded me a lot of when he's on the surface of Mars in total recall. I don't yeah. Know, like, yeah
0: <laughs> and they just laugh at him. Like, yeah, punk. <laughs>
1: they do. It's very funny. Uh, we then get to see, I keep saying that next, Ivy finds her hideout um, in former Turkish baths. So I guess that's just like a, a public bath thing. I don't really know what a Turkish bath actually is. Right. I have, I'm assuming it's like a sauna bath place type of thing that you see on movies and such. Uh, Bane has to evict all the old residents. He does it very easily. We get a little bit of taste of the Dayglow gang in this one. I wonder if it's the same gang. I don't know. Could be, I guess. Pretty similar. Yeah, very similar. Uh, They redecorate and she uses some of her magic seeds and bam, you got a hideout.
0: Just like like
1: that. Um, We get to learn about uh, Ivy's plan to break out Freeze and it's all to meet her own ends, you know, obviously. Um, Right after that, we see Bruce at dinner with his longtime girlfriend Julie. Uh, they um, are having a very similar dinner to the dinner he had with. Uh, it wasn't. It was with uh, Nicole Kidman, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Chase Meridian. Yeah. Not with because they were just on the couch when it was uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Yeah. Um, which I can't remember her name now. Catwoman's name in the movie uh why can't i think of it right now (laughs) too many batman movies too many batman movies um so she gives him an ultimatum to marry him marry me selena kyle selena kyle thank you uh ultimatum to marry her even though she says i know you're a, a bachelor you like to be a bachelor you have some crazy nights yep um so she goes in for a kiss to try to To convince him to marry her, or at least like maybe settle down a little bit, and he calls her Ivy. So, real smooth there, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, she's not going to like that. No, you'd think that she would have been a little bit more broken up about it, but eh, whatever. Yep. Um, So, we get to see Dick in the Batcave, and he's investigating uh, who Ivy could possibly be with his magnifying glass over a television screen, which reminded me of the movie Brazil. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a pretty good I think that was a 1980 or a 1981 movie. That's uh, a Terry Gilliam uh, movie. So it's got some Monty Python people in it, which Ooh, nice. We, we should probably do that movie. It's a weird one for sure. Um, but he finds out that uh, Barbara's going to steal another motorcycle. Um, so he ends up uh, following her, right? Uh, yep. She's going to take that motorcycle to go do some underground motorcycle racing. Uh, We get to see all types of gangs here hanging out, and uh, one gang specifically is, no mistake, looks exactly like Alex's Droogs from A Clockwork Orange. Um, Have you seen
0: that movie? I know what it is, but I have not seen that movie. Okay,
1: that's a really, really good one. That was a mid-'70s movie, so we won't be doing that one on the podcast, but I still recommend it highly. Uh, Malcolm McDowell in that movie is crazy
0: good. That movie is not for children. Definitely (laughs) not, yeah. Not for children. Do they Uh, explain at all how... Um, Batgirl, sorry, I forget what her name is in the movie right now. But do they explain how she knows about all these racing, this underground racing stuff? No, she just like she's here all of a sudden, and then bam, she's doing the racing.
1: Right, and she came from London. From London, so she should have no ties. I mean, maybe she was doing a similar thing in London and was like, hey, you got to give me the hookup in Gotham. Yeah. So, I um, guess. Maybe, That would be it. But you're right. She is very knowledgeable. So, maybe the first night she took the motorcycle, she went out specifically looking for this. Well, but this is only the second time. And she raced. So, because they say. Are you the girl that won the tunnel run last time? And yeah. like, yep, that was me. That was me. And that guy's like, well, I'm going to try to kill you at the end of this race. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> How much money you got? <laughs> uh, but she enters the the next race, and Coolio's in it. Slide, slide, Coolio. slide, yeah. right? Um, he was one of the rumored villains, going to be one of the rumored villains in Batman Unchained in the fifth. Really? He was going to be the Scarecrow. Oh. So okay. I think he's a money man slash drug dealer in yeah. this movie because they call him bank, but they probably should have called him like drug dealer guy. Right. <laughs> uh, but that probably wouldn't have been PC I guess. Probably not. Um, the rival racer wants to set up a trap at the end of the race, but uh, we find out that Dick Grayson is there to race too with his uh, giant Robin helmet, so she should have been like, hey Dick, how you doing?
0: What's up, mm-hmm. Dick? Hey, what's up?
1: You following uh, me? <laughs> you following me? What are you doing? <laughs> um, the motorcycle race was um, hardly exciting. No. It was set up like a series of stunts. Yeah. It wasn't like a it didn't feel like a race. Yeah. It just at all. felt like they were doing stunts and they yep. just patched them together. Any of those any of those scenes that they put together could have been put in any order, order except for the last one.
0: And you'd have no idea. Yeah. You'd have
1: no idea. It would make the same exact sense. Right. Um there's some goons there at the end uh, that are going to throw some Molotov cocktails and even though all three of them are in an exact line uh, only the bad guy is able to stop before the flames, um, I guess. Sure. Uh, and then <laughs> um, both uh, Dick and Barbara lay their motorcycles down, and they slide for about a quarter mile. Uh, <laughs> they just keep on sliding and sliding and sliding. Slides, slides. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Slide. Where was Coolio? Yeah. Um, and then they get saved by Dick's boot. Yeah. Um,
0: so this is where you hang out, right? Like, come I, on. I hate that scene, too. I mean, I get it. Like, he's this awesome trapeze artist, yep. and that's great. But it's, it's one thing that he can pull this off by the big toe on each foot <laughs> and hold her up. I don't care how confident you are dangling this girl. There's no way you're going to spend an extra second with some wasted dialogue. You're going to get her up <laughs> and then give her cheesy line to right. try to win her over. Which something. he was... Holding her by one hand.
1: One and hand. They never show two toes. <laughs>
0: yep. Come on. And,
1: yep. Okay. They All never right. show how no, they they never not. show how they get back up there either, which nope. whatever I guess. Um <laughs> uh, back at Bruce Manna Barbara is back so I've noticed in these last four episodes that I have been saying quite a few times, Wayne Manna. Manna. No, I'm not getting the R in there. And that's frustrating and it's too late to do anything about it now, obviously. We're way too deep. Way too deep. So I apologize to everybody, but that's probably bugging. <laughs> so back at Wayne Manor, Barbara comes clean to dick about everything, and we find out that Alfred is dying and that Barbara is there to take him with her. She is not into servitude, apparently. Nope. Not one bit. Um That was, I guess, an interesting scene and Batman or Bruce Wayne was just Standing in the shadows, like, actually, he's dying. <laughs> How do you know? I just know. But now I really know because I heard you guys talking about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: now it's for sure. That <laughs> was it's about 95%. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: thankfully, at this time, we get to see Ivy break freeze out. Uh, she poses as his sister in full costume. And they're like, yeah, you're the same lady at the auction, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, come on up. You're come his sister. On. What a coincidence.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. Um,
1: Ventura gets killed. So he must have, uh, Schwarzenegger must have only got him like a, a two scene deal or something because the other, yeah. the other dude that's with him is also another guy that's in a bunch of those eighties movies where uh, Schwarzenegger and Ventura are in them together. Okay. So I'm sure he got them the jobs because yeah. like, two that I can think of right off the top of my head is they're in Predator together. Okay. I think all three of them are in Predator. And then they are also in The Running Man together, which are both really good candidates for this
0: podcast. I
1: especially love The Running Man, which is a Stephen
0: King short story. Which is good because I haven't seen that. I've seen Predator, but I haven't seen that. The
1: Running Man, I love that movie. That was one of those movies where the first time I saw it was all edited up on like a Saturday you know, yeah. Saturday presentation theater, Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> Where yeah, it'd be like a, f- it'd be like an hour and a half of movie over four hours because there was a commercial break every 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But you'd sit there and watch the whole thing because yeah. there was nothing else to do on exactly. a rainy Saturday or in my case, just like any Saturday because... I stayed inside a lot. So many commercials. So many commercials. watched in our lives. So it's crazy. So many commercials. Everyone's
0: spoiled now.
1: Everybody is spoiled. Although you heard Netflix is going to come out with a commercial version, right? Yeah. Uh, for the cheapos. For the cheapos. That mm-hmm. complain when it goes yeah. up, $16. <laughs> and when they finally figure out how to thwart all the password sharing. Yeah. Which is coming. Yep. Um. So Ventura is killed. We get a flash over to the criminal property locker. And um, we get to see... Other stuff from the other villains before Bane breaks in there. Uh, We see the Riddler's costume. Yep. We see Two-Face's costume. We don't see anything from the Joker. We don't see anything from the Penguin. We don't see anything from Catwoman. Joker and Penguin are dead. So nothing should be in there, right? Right. Catwoman is most likely not dead. Well, we know from the end of Returns that she's not dead. Right. Uh, So there should be nothing in there. Correct. Right. Two Face, we thought was dead, right? So Two Face is not dead. If that he's is, in
0: Arkham Asylum, that's true. Holy cow! I didn't would, even think of that. Two Face is not dead. So okay, Two Face ain't so dead. So literally, that coin landed in the hand that was, that saved him.
1: It did. It saved him. I guess. So that's just kind of an interesting thing, whether or not that was intentional or not. That's what I drew from it, at least. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Bane breaks in, like I said, to get freeze his suit. Uh, And then Freeze freezes the pipes, which explodes a hole in the wall because Bane couldn't bust through the reinforced steel. Um, And then they all jump to their deaths. I mean, right? Yeah, (laughs) seemingly. (laughs) But I guess not really because it seemed like they jumped to their deaths. I figured they jumped to their deaths. I'm like, oh, movie's over. All right, they all dead. Oh, I didn't (laughs) see that coming. Uh, They make it back to Freeze's hideout somehow, though, I guess, because that was the plan. They were going to go, you know. She was going to go, uh, he was going to help her. She was going to help him get back to his hideout to get his stuff, basically. Yeah. And that's when she finds out about his half-dead wife. Um, Batman and Robin are there also, and they discover Nora Freeze. It's the first time we get to like really see her for a prolonged period of time. Um, Ivy uh, lures Batman and Robin underground with some more uh, pheromones, and so Freeze then has the opportunity to get his diamonds, and his freezing engine back. Um, downstairs in the... Uh, I don't know what that... I suppose it was an ice cream factory. It looked like, I guess, that's probably where all the ice cream was being made. Yeah. Um, they get the face-off against Bane, Batman, and Robin do, and they're both defeated really quickly. Oh, yeah. You know, they kind of take them on one at a time, and when one's down, Ivy's trying to seduce and kiss one of them, and then when the other one's down, she's trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Luckily, Batman doesn't fall for it. Um, but... Ivy ends up being able to convince Robin that he needs to go solo and yeah. that come work with me almost. Right. Like he's yeah. kind of wants to kill you, Dick. <laughs> so. so then, uh, after everybody else has been trying to kill them, they kind of try to kill each other and, uh, Robin gets dunked and then he's like, I'm out of here. I'm going solo. Yeah. I'm out of here. Um, then we get to see Ivy unplug Nora, which becomes pivotal later in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, back at the Turkish bath, freeze has made him, uh, made himself at home and, Ivy tells him that his wife is dead and she proves it by presenting the necklace which she got in there and got it out of there. uh, Whatever. Uh, (laughs) Freeze is really out for blood now and he wants to freeze all of Gotham and the world. The bones will turn to ice.
0: (laughs) That's what he wants
1: to do to them. I love it. Um, Ivy then wants to repopulate the world with snake plants and they would be their subjects.
0: Yeah, I... (laughs) i wrote down earlier world domination like what is the point like pass down to your children like ultimately like you d- okay so you're dominating the world and now what
1: now you got a whole bunch of snake plants running around that are probably gonna bite you in your sleep yep.
0: cool <laughs> sweet definitely legendary
1: definitely legendary um we find out after that that alfred has mcgregor syndrome um For sure, and uh, Dick and Bruce are still fighting over uh, Ivy. Dick really wants to go do his own thing. Um, Alfred now gives Barbara his CD, presumably on his deathbed. Yeah. Um, and he makes it so that uh, she can give it to Wilfred. Um, then we get to go straight on over to the uh, uh, the observation Excuse me. We get to go straight on over to the observatory dedication. Uh, We see Ivy as Pamela there uh, to seduce Gordon for the bat signal, and he easily obliges. Oh, yeah. Um, She was going to kill him with a kiss, but she had second thoughts. You're way too old for me. She did some weird British accent during it, too. I was like, why do you do that? Why do you keep doing that? Yeah. (laughs) You're way too old for me. That wasn't any better the second time I did it. (laughs) Bane manages to steal the bat signal, the whole bat signal. So he couldn't uh, bust through that reinforced steel, but... He was able to lift that four-ton bat signal. Uh, Barbara, we're then back at Wayne Manor, and Barbara's like, well, I'm family, so I'm going to bust into this thing, even though uh, my uncle asked me specifically not to do that. Yep. Uh, she boots it right up, and then she starts trying password after password. Uh, the computer, I looked it up, and it's not, but the computer to me sounded like the same actress that did the computer in Star Trek The Next Generation and a lot of other Star Trek stuff i really thought it was it was enough for me to like go to google and figure it out and it it wasn't in her filmography so sure. i'm assuming it's not then something I that just sounds a lot like her
0: once again we get this incredible security system <laughs> down there in the back cave just alert intruder <laughs> but it just brings everything up for you to access right but, okay. right that's pretty crazy
1: um <laughs> uh Bruce and Alfred, they have a heart-to-heart, and there's some real emotion in this scene.
0: Oh, definitely. Right? Uh, this is kind of like a pivotal moment where Clooney kind of wins me over as Bruce Wayne, at least here.
1: He almost squeezes out
0: a tear, too. Yeah. It's yeah. like right there. Yeah. He
1: never gets at the drop, but he's om- he almost squeezed almost. out that tear. It's so close. It's like, come on, get it there, get it. He yeah. never gets it. Um, then we get to see Barbara again trying more passwords. So she tries England. She tries Margaret, and she tries Peg. And the three-letter one one is the password. There it is. Passwords in the 90s were stupid. Yes, they (laughs) were. And then the CD reveals all the secrets of Batman and the Batcave and everything to Barbara, which I had no idea that laptop screens projected images onto people's faces. Yep, Uh, me neither. (laughs) The second time I watched that, I'm like, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Plain <No>. and simple. <laughs> oh man, uh, we get to see the Robin signal right after that, and Batman and Robin are continuing to fight uh, over Ivy. He's like, it's a Robin signal or what? A not a bat light? Yeah. Uh, uh, Bruce does end up convincing Dick to chill out and wise up, though. Yes, he does. Uh, it's not super apparent that he does, but it's. I mean, he pauses and looks back and like kind of relaxes his shoulders. So he's like, Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're okay. right. You're right. Uh, and so Dick agrees. Now we're moving into the final section of the final section of the movie here, which is kind of cool. Um, freeze then arrives at the uh, observatory and has Bane place a whole bunch of booby traps all over the, the observatory. And every time he puts one down, he goes bomb, (laughs) bomb every time, every time, uh, freeze turns the telescope into a giant freeze gun to freeze all of Gotham. Um, it wouldn't be a Batman movie if someone didn't break into the Batcave, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. right, right. So, Alfred, we see Alfred on the screen, and he's doing his best Max Headroom. So, if you guys didn't look up Max Headroom, that was pretty close to, like, a Max Headroom type of thing that Alfred was doing there. He manages to have made her a bat suit. We get our second suit-up montage of the movie, a real staple of the Schumacher films. Yep. Um, and it always has a butt shot. Always but has a butt this shot. This one goes
0: butt. Boobs butt again, <laughs> the devil butt, yeah. The double, the double butt. butt.
1: Oh man, Robin reaches the Robin signal, which is just in an alleyway at Ivy's hideout. So I just was like, You'd think there'd be crowds of people, like, What is this thing? Right, but whatever. Um, Ivy's in there waiting for her for him, and it's her best outfit of the movie. She, I think, this is like the third variation. It was like, well, I guess you could count the fourth one. Like after she emerges from the dirt, she's got her outfit that she has on from right. when she got put in the dirt, and then she comes has the green suit, and then when she breaks out uh, free, she has the green suit with the cloak, and then this one's the red suit with yeah. the black pants. It's the her best costume of the movie, definitely. But it matches that flower, which is pretty cool. That yeah. giant carnivorous flower. Uh, and then Robin asks her, "Is your thumb the only part of you that's green?" What? What does that even mean? I
0: have no idea.
1: What does that even mean? I wish I hadn't rhymed there. It would have been maybe more funny, but that's okay. Uh, what does that even... I don't, I don't understand what that even is supposed... That's not even sexual innuendo. It's yeah. just a weird line that means
0: nothing. Yeah. Does he even understand it? She, she doesn't, so she, doesn't. she blows right past that. She
1: does, but she then comes back with her own worst line of the movie. Own worst line of the movie. Oh, yep. How about slippery when wet? like jeepers jeepers (laughs) creepers uh ivy tells robin what freeze's plan is and then he she kisses him um but he's got rubber lips on rubber lips doesn't work anymore lucky lucky him it was a trap and batman is also there uh batman and robin both get all tangled up and are being crushed slash drowned by the vines but luckily batgirl is there to save the day how does she enter the scene Right through that there skylight.
0: (laughs) Right through the skylight. Gigantic skylight.
1: Raining glass down on not very many people this time, but it's still the same And from what we've seen, at least she has
0: no acrobatic background, but yet she dives right down, lands on her heel, boots, no problem, and you're about to be compost, I think she says. (laughs) She
1: does. She's a
0: natural, okay? (laughs) Yeah, she's naturally awesome.
1: Um... This is one of the best fight sequences of the whole movie. Definitely. It's really good. Uh, I don't know how much Alicia Silverstone did of the stunts. It didn't seem like a lot when you're watching these movies now and on a Blu-ray disc and everything's all scaled up. The stunt doubles are way more obvious than they ever were. Yeah. It didn't seem like she was doing a whole lot of it, but it was still a really good, a really good fight scene. Probably the best one. Uh, Batgirl prevails and kicks Ivy into that carnivorous plant which she was just sitting in and is now attacking. And now attacking her. We'll yeah. Move on past that. Yep. Uh, Batman saves himself with that bat saw, bat weed whacker, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and he's. I. I wrote down he saves Robin from the water, but after he on on another watch, after he gets himself out of the vines, Robin just like stands up out yep. of the water. I so. Maybe the vine was all one big vine. It was just weird to me. Like, he never really actually saved Robin. Yeah. Robin just stood up. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, and we then learn that Batgirl is now a part of the team. The, it's me, Barbara. Of course yeah. it is you, Barbara. Duh. <laughs> oh, she knows
0: who she, she knows who we are. We're going to have to kill her. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so now she's part of the team, and the team is better for it. Uh, she actually adds a lot to
0: the team, and I actually appreciate
1: her presence. Definitely. On
0: the team. And I do think the suits are pretty damn cool at the end. They're all like matching black and silver suits.
1: I will get to those suits here in just a second, interestingly enough. Whoops. Uh, no, that's fine. Um, Batman, Robin, and Batgirl are now on their way to the observatory to stop, freeze, and thaw the city, all in 11 minutes. <laughs> um, they are in the Bat fan boat the Bat-Zamboni. I like at least that. Barbara has just like the Bat-Motorcycle. Yeah. I don't understand the Bat-Fan-Boat over the Bat-Zamboni. No. I don't even know what the call the thing Batman was in. They looked cool, but they just seemed very odd and impractical. They're just holding with the, the tradition of introducing a new Right. Me- mo- mode of transportation in the movie, I guess. Um, they're confronted by Freeze's goons one last time so they can have one more weird, cheesy fight with more weird wire work in it um freeze sees them coming after they defeat uh freeze's goons and he prepares you know he's like go get the kids bane i'm gonna leave me the bat i'm gonna take care. leave me the bat <laughs> uh, uh, so batman robin and batgirl make it to the observatory and i'm gonna ask you now do those bat suits look familiar to you look familiar yes do they look familiar to you As- not uh, not Batgirls, but Batman and Robin's bat suits.
0: Hmm. Are they the suits that they're wearing at the end of the third one? They are just oh. repurposed. Oh, okay. They are okay. the
1: exact same suits, just repurposed and kind of jazzed up a little sure. bit. And then they're going to use the mirrors to reject redirect the sunlight from the other side of the world to thaw Gotham. So at this point, if you believe that they can view the stars from anywhere around the world, why not being able to redirect sunlight? I guess. Now, why not, right? Um, but Freeze is there to foil their plan. Uh, Tonight's forecast. A Freeze is coming. <laughs> God, uh, you're so
0: good at that. <laughs>
1: Robin and Batgirl are tossed out of the observatory now because Freeze is in control after he punches Batman. He kind of just like flicks them out of there. Yep. Uh, so now they're falling and they get their composure. Robin shoots up his uh, Robin hook and is like, I got you, but he hooked King. it up. He cooked it up to ice. What an idiot. What
0: are you thinking? Yeah. And so then Batgirl does it. She does it better than Robin. I got you. No, I got you. And I think as they're just free falling at such crazy speed, there is no way her left arm is strong enough to hold them up <laughs> no. when they finally get to the point where there's no slack. But. So
1: both this movie and the last movie involved a lot of falling in the last, you know, thirty minutes of the film. Like yeah. Everybody's constantly falling off of a cliff. I guess it adds excitement. Yeah. Um, so theirs now have landed safe, and Batman is able to regain control of the telescope, only to lose control quickly. Um, all the while, the scientists now that have been uh, thawed by Batman as soon as we, they got up to the observatory are clinging to the telescope for their lives. Yeah. And they're there to provide some comic relief, I guess, because they make some, like, go Batman or don't fight dirty or yeah. "It's one of those days. It's like. <laughs> yeah. Is living in uh, Gotham that crazy that this stuff happens enough to you in your lifetime where you have to say it's one of those days that you're yeah. going
0: to be killed by a supervillain? No rush grabbing <laughs> us. We're fine. We have plenty of upper body strength. We're always working out as scientists. Seriously, <laughs>
1: seriously. Uh, wow, Bat Batgirl and Robin. Uh, oh wait. So now that the we see uh, Batgirl and Robin again, and Bane is right behind them. Um, they're able to defeat him very easily just by knocking the tube back That's off so the back of his head. Um, I guess why not do that an hour ago? Yeah. Yep. Um, Batman gets one of his bat heaters underneath Freeze's armor. Uh, hey, f- hey, Freeze, the heat is on. He delivered that line so weird. Hey, so Freeze, weird. the heat is on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, oh man, there's no hidden anything in can, his voice. I can just see them like on the shoot
1: that day, having to have him deliver that line like 70 times yeah. and everybody's just like,
0: Oh my God. Just <laughs> screw it. That's fine. <laughs> That's
1: fine. Whatever. That's fine. Um, but freeze is able to, so freeze gets knocked off. He destroys the, the, his, his, freezing engine that he calls it. And so Batman then starts to thaw Gotham because Mm -hmm. the sun at this point is now being shot out of the telescope all over the city. Yep. And, uh, freeze has one more trick underneath his sleeve and it's going to be to blow up everything and send the, uh, telescope out the front of the observatory. Um, so they get through there. Uh, the telescope tumbles out of the observatory with Batman and the two thawed scientists on it. But Batman manages to save the day. Um, he goes flying back up to the observatory, grabs uh, Robin and Batgirl on the way up. They manage to redirect the mirrors. manually, um, start thawing all of Gotham, which do you think they're maybe setting fires with those giant light beams also? I mean seemingly maybe. probably, but and then thankfully after that everything basically goes back to normal down in Gotham. So Freeze is going to be going back to Arkham but Batman reveals to him that Ivy was the one that killed his wife and his wife isn't dead. Actually. Um, freeze gets the means to try and restore the health of his wife because Batman is using her as a bargaining chip to save Alfred's life. Right. Right. Um, freeze conveniently has the cure for stage one McGregor syndrome on him in his suit, in his suit, ready to go just in case, I guess. Um, Bruce administers the treatment to Alfred. So thumbs up. Hopefully Alfred's going to be okay. Um, Freeze and Ice or Freeze and Ivy get to be cellmates, which seems interesting. And he's going to make her life a living hell. (laughs) Uh, uh, So then we get to go right back to Wayne Manor. It's apparently been a few long days, but Alfred is revealed to be healthy again. Yep. Good to go. And we get to see Batman, Robin and Batgirl. Partners! Woo-woo. And to end the movie, Alfred gets the best
0: last line of a Batman movie
1: in the franchise.
0: Oh, for sure. Easily, right? Easily. The competition's pretty horrid. It but is pretty horrid. Still. Um, we're gonna need a bigger Batcave. We're what gonna am- need a bigger Batcave. And thus ends the quadrilogy. Yeah. Yay! Like, kind of wish we would've got a fifth
1: one, but... Would have been interesting to see what Schumacher would have done, even if it would have been somebody else to direct it. Yeah. If there would have been a fifth one. But um I wanna be honest with you, Drav. I'm
0: glad the quadrilogy's over. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of Batman.
1: Um so now that we've gone through that, has your opinion on the movie changed at all since the beginning of this podcast, or is it pretty much right on with what we felt at the beginning?
0: Well, it's pretty much right on from what we felt in the beginning. I guess I I, I really did enjoy Forever. Yeah. And I assumed I would just think Forever and Batman and Robin were horrible. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And then, just like we talked at the end of the last one, you said Clooney's wife has never seen this. I, I just thought, there's no way he's that <laughs> bad. And somehow, even as much as I love Clooney, he is the worst Batman for sure. Yep. And he doesn't even become acceptable as Bruce Wayne to me until nope. the heart-to-heart with Alfred yep. towards the end of the movie. So, yeah, he's just not good. I don't know if that's Schumacher or the writers or him or a mix of all three or I, what. I
1: don't know. Uh, his, perf- performance performance was just really, really flat. Yeah,
0: it really was. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But overall, I really... Really had fun watching these for sure. And yes. The first two are amazing. The ones I will for sure watch again and mm-hmm. forever. I'll probably slip in there. I, I mean, Batman and Robin, I'll watch again for the homework assignment, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Right. Um, right. I don't know.
1: Batman, I, I guess Batman and Robin, I have one more watch in me. I bet. I don't know yeah. if I can do it again after that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I found with my later watch throughs of Batman and Robin is that if you supplant in your mind, the idea that this is going to be a serious good Batman movie and you take it for almost a comedy, not necessarily a comedy, but like a silly slapstick type movie, Agreed. It, it can be jo- enjoyable to
0: watch. Definitely. Um, you you have to drop, the first three, the villains carry all the movies. Yep. Like They're so good, such good performances, even in forever. I mean, I did, we talked about we don't love Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face, but Riddler was good. And in this one, they're just, not only are they not very good, they're not scary in any way, shape, nope. or form. You're not intimidated by them. Nope. So, I, I agree. If you kind of take it as a comedy, it's definitely better, for sure. Yeah,
1: it makes it easier to watch. Um, not that it was hard to watch, but no. there's definitely worse films
0: out there. Definitely. There's plenty of worse films, but on the superhero status of bad movies, this is pretty far down there. <laughs> <laughs> Ah uh, man, with
1: that said, the quadrilogy has been completed. Let's move on to the homework
0: assignment. Oh, man, You have made up for every bad impression you've done so far with that that is so perfect. <laughs> so the homework assignment for next
1: episode is gonna be a departure from what we've been doing because we've been doing movies and only Batman movies. Um, Batman is going the theme of Batman is going to continue for the next episode and the following episode. Um, But what we're going to do for the homework assignment is we're going to assign any Batman game that you can play that would be available on the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, or the PlayStation. Specifically, Game Boy's Batman, Nintendo's Batman, Super Nintendo's Batman Returns, Super Nintendo's Batman Forever, and PlayStation's Batman and Robin. All these games, I'm sure, are available on emulation. Um, I've planned ahead a little bit and purchased uh, four of the five games that I just talked about. The fifth game is too expensive for me to consider to buy right now. Most of the time, you know, most of the time when you buy a PlayStation game off of eBay, it's really a shot in the dark. Yeah. And if they want you to spend upwards of $70 on a PlayStation game, disc only, and then you don't get to see the backside in the pictures, I don't think I'm going to spend that $70. No, definitely not. So I'll watch some videos. We'll probably watch some YouTube videos on the, the gameplay of that one, but for sure, I probably won't be playing it. So the NES Batman is a basic platformer type of thing. Same thing with the Game Boy. They're that traditional thing with the Nintendo and the Game Boy at the time where there's the Nintendo version of the game and then there's the uh, Game Boy version of the game. Uh, Batman Returns was developed by Konami and is heavily reminiscent of every beat-em-up that there was on the Super Nintendo. And then Batman Forever is more of a platformer. Um, this one gets heavily featured in an Angry Video Game Nerd episode. I recommend you watching it because it is a frustrating game for the time that I've played with it. And then, like I said, I know very little about the PlayStation Batman and Robin because I've never played it or seen any videos of the playtime or gameplay. Um, I guess it's supposed to be a sandbox-style uh, open world, as much as an open world game can be on the PlayStation. So, um, yeah, that is the homework assignment. I don't have a whole lot else with that. Uh, like I said, the next episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going to just talk about the gameplay. We're going to, uh, describe what we liked about them and what we didn't like about them. And it'll probably be a shorter episode, probably coming closer to that 30 minute mark, as opposed to an hour and a half.
0: That is the goal. So I'll give it to you one more time.
1: Over to you, Travis, for the outro.
0: (laughs) Time for some emails here. So, our first one here is from Kenny Rogers wants to know what did you like more growing up, Mad TV or Saturday Night Live?
1: I'm SNL through and through to the core.
0: Through Um, and through to the core? Yeah,
1: I didn't. It's not that I didn't like Mad TV. I definitely watched it, but still to this day,
0: Saturday Night Live is appointment television for me. For sure. Um, I watched more mad TV on T V when I was a kid, but I we obviously had the availability to go rent things. Mm-hmm. I can't even count how many times I rented the best of Adam Sandler and mm-hmm. Chris Farley mm-hmm. for SNL. So SNL is definitely the better show, but they're both fairly good.
1: Yep. And just as many people I'd say just as many really famous people now have come out from uh, mad T V as yeah. like it's the same percentage now that yeah. that come out of have come out because Mad TV doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, next question here is from 90s Computer Lab wants to know Was there a computer game you and other students would sneakily play while you weren't supposed to be? Hmm. So we were really
1: limited in our computer lab at school. I mean, that's what you're talking about, right? That's Correct. what you're talking about. Correct. Um, I remember in grade school when we would use those Apple IIe's you were supposed to be doing something on one of the floppies that you'd put in, but we'd put in, like, number munchers instead. Oh, okay. Especially if your computer... Because it was, like, in rows, so the teacher could walk up and down the computer. So if your sure. computer was in the right spot, you could get away with playing a game instead of doing the typing thing yeah. that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But then with those iMacs that we had in high school... I mean, you couldn't do anything with those. Things, oh yeah, so just wasn't the ones with the colored. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had the Max in the center of the room, and then the outside was all the IBM's. Mm-hmm. I remember everyone was always playing Oregon Trail. Oh, the for IBMs sure. Yep. The time, or sneaking some Minesweeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see this next one. Do not pass go. Wants to know what was your go-to Monopoly piece?
1: Well. Uh, I would always choose the top hat, but I don't think the top... Is the top hat still in there? I think the top hat's still in there. Which one got removed? The cannon's no longer in there. Cannon's no longer in there. Uh, there's a cat now. There wasn't always a cat, right? There was a dog, the, so maybe it's a cat now. Maybe. The iron isn't in there anymore, right?
0: Right. I think it's uh, the shoes it's still. The, the, the shoes still. The car. The wheelbarrow. The wheelbarrow, yeah. And then the ship, which is no, my That's piece. That's a newer piece. Oh,
1: maybe maybe that was one of the pieces that they... Was an old piece, and then they brought back. I think maybe I don't know, but for me, it's a top hat. If the top, top hat's hat still in there, in the ship, because I like to put the top hat on my pinky.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Next question here is from Weason the Juice. Wants to know what was your favorite Poly Shore movie growing up?
1: <laughs> my favorite Poly Shore movie was probably Encino Man, even though that's not really a Poly Shore movie. No, it is for sure. Um, my funniest poly Shore movie story. Is my parents had rented *Son in Law* uh, for us to watch as a family. Yeah. And in the first uh, ten minutes, there is a lesbian kiss. Yep. And that was enough for my parents for that movie. They're like, "Yeah, we're done with that movie." <laughs> so I, that's, I remember that for the rest of my life. That was a funny moment.
0: Well, I I had plenty or no limitations really growing up with what I could watch. So *Son in Law* was my favorite one. That's great. I mean. I, well, the three main ones, I think, of is son-in-law, you said Encino Man, yes. and Biodome. Biodome is Not really good. Not that there aren't other good ones, but those it's are got, the three. Uh, it's got one of the worst Baldwins in Biodome? Yeah, or... yeah, but that
1: movie is good. Is that Billy Baldwin? Billy, I Yeah, think. Billy Baldwin. He's good in uh, The Usual Suspects. Never seen it. That'd be a good uh, homework movie.
0: Next question here is from The her wants to know, what is your favorite animal? Wild or domestic? Hmm.
1: Well, I've always had cats, so probably my favorite domestic animal is probably a cat. Um, uh, and then my I'm going to say my favorite wild animal. Uh, I'll stick with the cat theme, and I'll say probably a tiger.
0: Nice. I like it. Domesticated, I put dog. I've always had dogs. I don't currently, but growing up I had dogs, so I love dogs. Wild, I put monkeys.
1: Oh, that's always a good call
0: chimps orangutans give me that spider monkey from ace ventura or ross's monkey yeah yep. i love it and last question here is from mr enigma wants to know who is your favorite dc hero
1: um so when i was a kid my favorite dc hero was the flash i had a bunch of flash uh action figures i don't know why flash is my favorite Maybe just because those are the toys that got bought for me. Sure. Uh, But Flash then, and then now from the modern DC, uh, modern DC, probably Batman. Um,
0: Damn right, it's
1: Batman. Yeah, Batman is, I mean, just like before where Wolverine is the obvious answer for favorite X-Men, I think Batman is the obvious and correct answer for favorite DC
0: superhero. For sure. I I only put the question assuming we'd both say Batman because Batman's amazing. Yep. But well, that wraps up emails this week. So, a reminder, next week's homework is going to be a little different, like we said, doing the Batman video game roundup. Some other friendly reminders from everyone is, please email us at overduehomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. Please send us in some questions. I'm getting burnt out trying to come up with good questions for us, but I'm going to keep trying. For some other updates on the podcast, follow us on Twitter at Overdue Homework and also follow us on instagram at overdue homework podcast thank you everyone for listening i hope you're having as much fun as we are doing this and do your homework don't forget to tune in to the next exciting episode of the overdue homework podcast